The green light is on. So you heard every word because I'm not going to repeat it. So the usual is usual to be poor, is usual to be not a place, not a hospital, not a prepared place to have a baby. It was usual to be a Jew. If you were in Nazareth, that was pretty usual. It was usual to travel for a census. They had done it before, and they would do it again. These were all usual parts of the story. But Jesus shows up in the usual. In the story, we hear about the innkeeper who saw Mary and Joseph, and as they entered this place to look for a place to have a baby, usual things were happening. She was in labor. They had seen this before. She was pregnant. The innkeeper had seen this before. But he had other people in his inn, and it was full. It was usual. And so he said, I couldn't help you. That might have been a response that he told to many people. It might have been very common that night. <laughs> Mary and Joseph may not have been the first ones to come when the inn was full. They might have been the hundredth person to come. And he said over and over, I have no place for you. It's so common, and sometimes our responses become so common that we can miss Jesus in the middle of it. And that's what happened to the innkeeper. See, we are like the innkeeper, aren't we? That in the common, everyday things that happen over and over again, we somehow miss Jesus. In all these scenes, he was there, and yet no one saw him. What are some common, usual things I thought would happen tonight or the next day or the week after we celebrate? Because I'm so glad you guys are here to celebrate Jesus. But I thought later this evening we're going to go have a meal and share it with friends. Will I remember that Jesus is there? Or when I walk out of this place, will Jesus be packed away like a nice little present? And I'll continue to do the things that don't include him. Will I just share a meal and have fun and go home? Or will I see that Jesus is present right there? I thought about tomorrow morning our kids are going to open up some presents. Kids, are you excited about opening presents? Yeah! And I thought it might get a little hectic and there might be paper and trash and everything around. And they may run out to give me a hug and give me a kiss of thankfulness. And in that kiss, well, I miss that Jesus is right there. Or will I be so distracted about everything else that's going on? Or will I be yelling at them because they're not saying thank you? Well, I miss Jesus in the usual. We're, as we light candles tonight, in a few moments we're going to be celebrating a common practice here. We have a candlelight service. We'll light candles. It's beautiful. 
But in that moment, will we forget we're receiving the light of the world? Or will we be so preoccupied about the kids possibly burning someone? <laughs> or wondering if the wax is going to burn yourself? Or spill on your clothes that you put on and you just cleaned? Will we miss them in the usual things that we do? But not only is Jesus in the usual, he's also in the unlikely. So he's a Messiah. Yet Jesus is revealed to us as weak, vulnerable, needy. For all of you who have had infants, you know what I'm talking about. He's the Messiah, the Savior, yet he needs Mary and Joseph. so unlikely that that is the hero of the story. It looks like he has nothing to offer, and yet in the moment he became flesh, he had everything to offer us. It's unlikely that he's born of a, vir a virgin. For most people, not only is it unlikely, it's unbelievable. And not unbelievable like, that's unbelievable. That's more like, that's unbelievable. I cannot believe it. That's just another part of that story of Jesus. In fact, if you look at the current statistics of people who actually believe here in America in Jesus, more than 40% of people have ex-Jesus out of their life. They may believe that he taught a few things. But most people celebrating Christmas have brought the Christmas tree in, have brought the presents in, and Jesus is left out just like he was at the end. It's unlikely that it was foreigners, actually, that recognized the signs. And not his own people. His own people had been taught what they should be looking for. They were oppressed to the point that they should be looking for a Messiah. They knew the signs and the wonders, and they missed the unlikely event of a star hovering over Bethlehem. They missed the unlikely event of shepherds hearing the angels. Most of Jerusalem had no idea that Jesus, the Messiah, had arrived. Jesus shows up in the unlikely. So I thought, not only in the usual, what are some usual things that are going to happen, but what are some possible unlikely things that I should be looking for or preparing for to be invited into to show up with God's kingdom because he will use me and you. Perhaps you have someone that's in the hospital or you know someone who's sick right now. Will Jesus show up in the unlikely event that because you go and pray over them, they will be healed? You're invited to believe that tonight. That in this very usual Savior, 
there's this unlikely power that he gives to us. For some of you, you have some relationships tonight. Be careful you don't look at that person that you don't like. You don't want to be with them, but you will be with them. Maybe tomorrow, or maybe you were with them tonight. So I really give you props for showing up. And you are stressed out, and you have no need in your heart, you think, for reconciliation. Well, in the unlikely event that you receive courage to go and speak reconciliation to that person, in that unlikely event that that person may come to you and say, please forgive me, will you see Jesus showing up? Will you believe that he can heal all relationships? Because that is your invitation tonight. But some of us came and there were these, this repetition, and it's a repetition that we're not found very fond of. It's a repetition of sin. It's that very usual sin that's in our life that keeps reoccurring over and over and over again. And we don't know how it'll ever go. Do we believe, and you are invited to believe tonight, that Jesus can free you from that? Jesus showed up so that we could be free. In that unlikely thing of sin that because of its repetition, it actually shows how corrupted we are and how much we need a Savior. And Jesus shows up. Sometimes in the midst of you sinning. Actually, all the time. Now, we often don't like to see him then, but he's there. See, the thing is, is that in this dichotomy of usual yet unlikely, Jesus is in both. But too often, we only look for him when we come here on Christmas Eve or at this place called the church, or when we do something good. Then all of a sudden we think, oh, Jesus is here now. But guess what? He's going to be with you when you go get in your car. He's going to be with you when you jump in your bed, your common, ordinary bed, at least for most of us. Some of you may have extraordinary beds. But he's in that unlikely, extraordinary bed. He is with you. Emmanuel, God with us, is not God is with us only when we come to a special place. It, that place becomes special because God is here. So when you go home to that common, usual Christmas meal, whatever you make, I bet many of you make the same thing every year. Same thing, over and over. Jesus is there. Will we give thanks? Will we see him? Or will our eyes be so clouded that we just see it as common? usual. Or when something extraordinary happens, will we just pass it off as that's not Jesus? 
The moment you call his name, he is here. We've gone through a whole month of talking about peace with us. And too often we get so busy and so crazy with all the details and the things that we think we need to do, so worried about those relationships that have hurt us. We get so consumed with our own aches and pains and sickness. We become so shameful with the sin that's always in front of us. That with all that stuff swirling around, we forget that Jesus is here. He's not here because you tell him to be here. He chooses to be with you and me. Isn't that amazing? Right? Isn't that amazing? I mean, think about your own life. Maybe some of us are really, really, we think highly of ourselves. But even those of us who think really highly of ourselves, when we really reflect, we go, it is utterly amazing that the king of the universe would choose to sit next to me. And that's what he does. That's what we celebrate on Christmas Eve. God in the flesh. So that he can know your name. So that he can prepare a place for you in his kingdom. So that your future with him starts now. Not tomorrow. And lasts forever. That's Jesus. We're going to worship and give thanks for him. And I pray that as we think about Jesus in the usual, as we think about him in the unlikely, as we light these candles and sing Silent Night, as we walk out those doors after that song. May the light of Christ, that peace of Christ, be with you. As you go in your car, as you jump in your bed tonight, as you gather around the Christmas tree and open up presents, as you pick up the wrappings and put them in the trash, as your kids play with toys that you regret giving them. <laughs> as you travel to a family member and you know it's going to be complicated. As you burn the meal or you mess it up. As you look in your child's face tomorrow and you give thanks. That Jesus chose you to be their parent as you look at your own parents and you give thanks that they didn't leave you, that they kept you, right? Yeah, I saw you, Nick. Woo. Some of us, we have so much to give thanks for and yet we forget because it comes or becomes so common and the unlikely is so scary. But Jesus wants to say, I'm here. I'm with you. And I will never, ever leave you.